and it was coffee ice cream. And it turns out when you have coffee ice cream at 11 o'clock at night, you can't sleep. Because of the caffeine? I think so. No, it's because of the sugar. Well, either way, I was wired. Welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where one co-host has never seen Titanic. I'm your host, Dewey Cassidy, along with my co-host... Jessica Cristiano, who has seen Titanic. Yeah, just just, just, just so we're clear who has and who has not. That's important to note. Happy New Year. I was just going to say, Jess, welcome to the new year, 2024. And welcome to you. And welcome to the viewers. And welcome to the viewers. I think they might be the listeners, but... Listeners, sluts, viewers, it's all the same to me. I love this being somebody's first episode with no context and you just casually throwing sluts in the middle of that. All the same to me. And that's it's that's kind of what you're signing on for when you get into a birding podcast of this caliber. Sure. If this is your first episode, if you're joining because you're so excited about our guests, we do not normally have this much vocal fry. It is just the day after New Year's. So we're all kind of uh, sleepy. But if you're finding it sexy, you can actually leave a review and, a, and five stars. Yeah. If it, yeah. If it's sexy, leave us a review you're typing with one hand. And I'll make sure to like really scream into a pillow every day so that next time we record, I can bring this level of awesome. You're going to be like uh, Matthew Lillard is shaggy. He purposely screamed in his car every day so his voice would be fucked up. Oh, yeah. He's committed to his craft. Yeah. I love that. Is yeah. he cool? Is he good? I think so. I think he's. I think, I think, I think so. people stand. He was in Five, Night at Fred- Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, Five then he's definitely Nights good. Just with, your, with your boy, Pita. Exactly. <laughs> Who is the only reason to watch that movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember you told me you told me you got back from seeing Five Nights at Freddy's and I was so confused. <laughs> I like Josh Hutcherson. I want him to say Hutchinson? Hutcherson. I think it's Hutcherson, which either way, get a new name. Him and Jennifer Lawrence both had movies come out this year. And I was, we as a podcast both loved, um, what was it called? I liked Heart, No Hard Feelings. Yeah, No Hard Feelings. I loved it. Well, we know why. We okay. know why. That was not even a sexual scene. She was just nude. Okay. I only paused it like five times. So speaking of, Jess, do you have New Year's resolutions? I find resolutions hard to stick to, so I try to make them pretty small. Sure. Mostly it's like, I want to go outside. <laughs> I want to I want to really master cake and pizza. As baked okay. goods. When you, your first one started with go outside, it sounded more like uh, your New Year's resolution was more like a day plan. Like my New Year's resolution is to go to the store. Yeah, I want to go to the store at least like a hundred times. <laughs> and I want to get my ears re-pierced. Well, really? Yeah. I have never known earring Jessica. This is a revelation. You can finally wear those earrings my mom bought you. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows pierced ear Jessica. When's, when's the last time your ears were pierced? Like high school? I think I got them pierced in middle school on Black Friday. They immediately got embedded, so they were out by New Year's. And when you say embedded, does that mean like the ear closed over the earring? Yeah. Ugh. It was in my lobe like a tortellini. Ugh. I got it removed on New Year's Eve. So they had to like cut open your ear like surgery? Can they do that at a Claire's? <laughs> What? No, I went to the ER. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to urgent care. I went to urgent care. Um, that would be fun if Claire's people were trained like medics. Like they do the ear piercing, they can also take them out. Well, it happens all the time there. No, they like put antifreeze or something. That seems wrong. Something that makes, or lidocaine maybe? I don't, antifreeze it, cannot be right. That okay, it's not wrong. antifreeze. It's like, it, it's a, it's. They put some engine oil in there. When you freeze off a wart. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
like whatever that is, except maybe times 100, but maybe not. Sure. They do that and then they like literally just jam it back through the other side. You can hear it, but you can't feel it. That was it satisfying. It was gross. I didn't like hearing my skin rip open. Like a hot dog. Oof. I thought there was a bug. Is it a bug? Not a bug. Not a bug. Um, Jess is looking at her phone. Sorry. <laughs> it's a big bug. You're like one of those. <laughs> I'm going to download that one app for cats where they just tap fireflies. That's so cute. I kind of had that game for myself when there were a bunch of gnats in my kitchen and I had to like hit them out of the air. <laughs> that's not really a game at that point. That's it just... kind of was. It got really it got weird for me because at first I was like, these have to go because they're disgusting. <laughs> and then I kind of was like, how many I'm getting really good at this. What's happening? I rubbed my eye wrong and my eyelid went inside out for oh, a second. Oh, oh. I like that sometimes. What? What do you mean you like that? Maybe not. I think it's interesting. It's like when I assume... <laughs> it's like what... Um, Probably what a dog feels like when their ear goes inside out. I don't think... I feel distressed whenever this happens. I don't sometimes, think it's... Stop trying to do it. You're going to pop your okay, eye out. Maybe what I'm thinking of is sometimes... My lid right here will get kind of like stuck to the skin down here. And then I'm like, I'm stuck. That might be what happens when I perceive it as inside out. I just, my body goes into panic mode. Sure. Like there's an alarm. We should introduce our guests. So with us, we have comedian and co-host of the Bechtel cast, Caitlin Durante. Hello. Yay. And I've seen Titanic so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you guys covered it on the podcast? I... I can't tell if that's a joke or not, because the answer is we've covered it like seven times. Okay, because I wasn't sure. I feel like it's brought up every episode, but I couldn't remember yes. if you did a Titanic episode. So that's why I couldn't remember. We did a one one very early on with uh, yeah. guest Aparna Nancherla, very funny okay. um, comedian. And then uh, we have proceeded to do an, at least one episode every single year since then. Now, normally we Great. don't cover the same movie more than <laughs> once, but Titanic yeah. is an exception because it is a perfect movie and the best movie. Okay. Uh, so, Caitlin, uh, what is your history, if any, with birds and or birding? So I had no history with birding yeah. until you and I, we all went uh, today, earlier today. Yeah. Uh, as far as my history with birds, I would say it's a very casual <laughs> history. <laughs> I was telling you when we first met up that um, I grew up kind of in the middle of the woods in sure. western Pennsylvania. So I had access to birds to looking at them, at least, <laughs> birds in the wild. And my mom w is, like, in very interested in, in nature and wildlife, so she would be like, oh, that's a something, something. And she had this little, like, book with pictures sure. of the birds so that you could, like, identify them, and it would tell you different things about, like, their habitat or what they eat and things like that. So I feel like she was often just, like, looking out the window. She'd see a bird. She's like, what bird is that? And then she'd consult her book. I was more of a, oh, there's a bird. And now on to other things. Um, but... <laughs> But I have watched the docu-series, I want to say it's just called Life of Birds. It's oh, like okay. a, now, and I always get the Attenboroughs confused. Richard Attenborough? Wait, was he the one, one who like did, yeah, they're brothers. So one of them is in what? Jurassic Park and then the other one narrates all of the like planet Earth and like all those David, like nature docs. David is the narrator. David. Okay. So that means Richard is the Mr. Jurassic Park. I thought that yeah. was just a coincidence. That's crazy. 
No, I think I'm pretty sure unless I'm like making things up. No, which, I'm sure you're right. Oops. Oops. What's going on, Jess? I was I accidentally recorded that and was about to send it to somebody. <laughs> Not that it would be like bad, but it was just This is leaking the podcast. Confusing. Um Wait, now I'm looking it up. David and Richard Attenborough. Um yeah, brothers. Good for them. But uh, we we were just talking about Jurassic Park on our birding excursion. Yes. On account of how birds used to all be dinosaurs. They did, yeah. According um, to Dr. Grant in Jurassic Park. Yeah, not according to any real scientist. Just that one guy in the movie. <laughs> just that That's one a, guy in a The one guy in the movie, movie who learns to love kids. That's the uh, point of the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because Caitlin, you like the first Jurassic Park and uh, have mixed feelings about the remainders, correct? Yeah, because they're all objectively bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as we always say on this podcast, back to the birds. Uh, so you're saying mm. you grew up in the woods. Grew up in the woods <laughs> and saw some birds there and um, watched the bird documentary narrated yes. by That's how David we Attenborough. This. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, and I don't remember what it's called. Is it just called Life, Life of Birds? That seems too simple. Um, but there was like a long docu-series about birds sure. and I learned a lot of things that I've since forgotten, but I retained <laughs> a few facts and all of them are horny yeah, great. Um, because that's what my brain retains. Yeah. Cause, uh, there's like visual learners and like, uh, other learners, but you're a horny learner, right? Horny learner. Yes, exactly. Great. Precisely. So yeah. I, um, learned all the horny facts and retained them and I find birds and they're like habits really interesting especially and we were talking a little bit about this on the birding trip but what i find so fascinating about birds from like a sexual evolution point of view Mm -hmm. is the whole like male birds are the ones who like (laughs) do all of the like oh i uh, you know uh, primping and the dancing yeah. they have little dances that that make them sexy <laughs> and they yeah. their feathers are so much generally speaking are so much yeah. more like colorful and bright and vibrant to like attract yeah. the females and the females are just like i'm in my sweatpants i don't give a shit i'm not i'm like no hair not done makeup not done i look like shit and it doesn't matter because i have all these hot guys coming to me and i love that and i just wish that human society was like that too (laughs) but it's the reverse of at least for like hetero pairings you know like the cultural and societal expectation of women to be the ones to like you know make themselves all sexy in the interest of like appealing to men and i and i don't like that so i wish i was a bird and i just like that they're like you know we were talking about um them living in like a a lot of species living in like polycules or like being just like polyamorous and i'm like yes i want a harem of (laughs) you know men just like fighting over my attention so anyway so i wish i was a bird and um that is my history with birds and i love owls those owls are my favorite um oh type (laughs) yeah we didn't see any mine is water type but owls is cool yeah we did not see owls there not usually out in the uh and the the, day yeah yeah it's fun that you bring up the singing and the dancing to attract mates because male birds don't just sing and dance to attract mates they also sing and dance to fight off other males 
So a lot of bird interactions are like West Side Story, where they're just like snapping and like doing scary poses okay. to like scare off, <laughs> to scare off other birds. Rival bird gangs. Yeah, we'll talk about cool. one of those birds today that does a little display to scare off birds. So okay, I'm excited. I feel like the closest we get to behaving like birds in that way is like I hear on the apps, women get so many matches all the time because men are just going. Yeah. Like and so it's really the pick of the litter, and then the wi- and then men like get so few <laughs> matches because because <laughs> women are a little bit more discerning. <laughs> yes, because there are some apps where you can like pay extra to see how many like likes you've gotten or how many like people mm-hmm. have like swiped right on you. Yeah, and they'll show me and they'll be like, I've gotten three likes in the past two months, and I'm like. That's interesting. I've gotten 4,000. <laughs> exactly. So on the apps, we do have the power. Yeah. That's, yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. And that's equality, baby. That's what we're, uh, that's what we're striving for. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we went on a birding trip today. So, Jess, do you want to read off the list of birds we saw today? Yeah. Uh, we saw western bluebirds, crows, acorn woodpeckers, ravens, scrub jays, yellow-rumped warblers, uh, wren tit, Anna's hummingbird, bush tits, spotted toeys, house finches, uh, nettles woodpeckers, uh, robins, and red-tailed hawk. Yeah, we saw a bunch of cool stuff. Caitlin, any else that we saw that really stood out to you? Want to jump back in and talk about? Um, it was I think which which woodpeckers did did we see multiple woodpeckers or just the one? So we saw the acorn woodpecker, who's the guy with the little hat. That's the poly uh-huh. one. And then the Nuttles uh-huh. Woodpecker was one that we saw twice with the little speckles on his back. Okay. I like both of those. Yeah. I like a woodpecker. What'd you like about the woodpeckers? I <laughs> I couldn't even articulate <laughs> what it is. Um the I think sure. the patterns of their, their feather, like their feather patterns, um were sure. really stunning. Yeah. And um, what did we? What was it that we saw toward the end? It was a, a hawk, right? The big one. Yeah, the big red-tailed hawk. Yeah. Okay, I I want to revisit that just sure. because I it, I find it impressive when like because normally if you're just like kind of out and about, a bird you see will be like something pretty small. It could like fit in the palm of your hand, kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> and that's most of what we saw today. But then you know off in the distance there's like a huge i don't know i just like the idea yeah. of like a bird being enormous because i haven't really seen many of them up close but i'm like sure i'm like wow ostriches those are birds and they're <laughs> huge so i just like a big bird i guess big no, bird sure. I'm, yeah i was gonna say i'm sure you love sesame street growing up yes yes i did by the way real quick did you know that birdie bird was almost on the space shuttle challenger what <laughs> so you know how they sent up a school teacher there yeah, I think. So they sent the school teacher because the idea was that they wanted to get kids really excited about space. But before mm. they sent the school teacher, their original pitch was Big Bird. And they're going to send somebody in a Big Bird suit. I think maybe the actor like themselves, but yeah. they couldn't figure out how to strap him in properly, so they couldn't do it. So instead they sent a teacher. So there was a small chance there's a world out there where millions of children tuned in to watch Big Bird explode on national television. That would have been so traumatic, number one. Number two, (laughs) it's fascinating that they would have not just put like an astronaut in a Big Bird costume just in case, like, you know, there needed to be an extra astronaut. 
Okay. I mean, they might have put an astronaut. I'm not sure if they were going to put the guy or the astronaut, because I think it was a guy. Carol Spenny, I think, was male. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, I think uh, I think they at least were going to put someone in a Big Bird costume on okay, uh, okay. the thing. Which, that would wow. be fun if it was the only astronaut that knew how to fly it, and like there's like a problem, and you just see Big Bird just like freaking out and typing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm glad no big birds were harmed in the (laughs) (laughs) spatial challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So fun fact about red, red red-tailed hawks are kind of like an LA symbol. Like um, a lot of people see them like they're all throughout the sky and stuff. We'll see them on like traffic lights and stuff. And they're one of three hawk species in America that are referred to as chicken hawks colloquially because they'll go to town on chickens. So a lot of farmers uh, call them chicken hawks. They like eat the chickens. Yeah, they eat the chickens. I see. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I said go to town, and I guess that was not clear. Yes, they eat the chickens. That could have meant kind of a couple different things. (laughs) Yeah, back to the horny stuff, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, are they having sex with the chickens? (laughs) (laughs) That would be a fun baby. I'd love to see what that's like. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, those guys are a lot of fun. We talked about before how, like raptors, coming back to Jurassic Park, they uh, work together when they're hunting. Uh, Do you remember seeing that wren tip? I don't know if I could distinguish the various uh, non-woodpecker, non-hawk birds that I saw. I remember us talking about it, but I don't remember what it looks like exactly. Well, because you were talking about how much you love the, like, rump and tit names. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm a child. <laughs> okay, so is every guest we've ever had. So, uh, uh-huh, good. I'm going to send you right now a link to the Ren Tit. Because uh, we're going to talk about this guy for a little bit. Okay, I'm looking at the Ren Tit. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> Show me your Ren Tits. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're looking at the Ren Tit right now. So Ren Tits are a lot of fun. This is the first timer for me. I've seen Bush Tits, but not a Ren Tit before. Um, mm. So what's fun about wren tits, they're called wren tits, but they're neither wrens nor tits. So, <gasps> scandal. Scandalous. Yeah. yeah. They're a bird that's been incredibly hard for scientists to, sp- to put into one family because despite like phenological similarities, they just aren't really that closely related to wrens, to tits. They're not even like in like the same family or anything. So hmm. um, it turns out that they are part of a family of, they're more related to birds called parrot bills that only live in Asia. So they are the only American version of this, um, or the only American species in this family. And the family is called Paradox Orthinidae. Okay. So basically it just means paradox bird because or, with Orinth being bird and paradox being. So yeah, because they, they don't fit anywhere. Oh, they're like the island of misfit toys of birds. Yeah. They're, uh, this is the little squirt gun that shoots grape jelly, I think is one of the toys, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. uh, these guys are kind of like those people from your hometown that marry their high school sweetheart and never leave. So they pair mm-hmm. up with a mate from 30 to 40 days old and then they're together for life. Aww. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> you said on pretty quickly, Caitlin. So, yeah, uh, I did. Well, I, I'm just so conditioned to think that, you know, like long-term monogamy is like so sweet and romantic, but I've also been dismantling that idea in my own head recently. Hell so. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Caitlin. Thank you so much. I'm growing. <laughs> yeah. So not only are they, do they get married young, most rent hits don't travel more than 1300 feet from where they're born not miles feet oh fascinating i hate to see it 
1300 feet is like what a quarter mile or something like i don't know that? i i realize now it's i can't place what that is distance wise i don't know <laughs> like a i guess it'd be is like five five thousand two hundred eighty feet so it's about a fifth a of a fifth mile ish okay wow and i live they they live their lives similar to dominic toretto and fast and the furious they're living their lives <laughs> more or less a quarter mile at a time <laughs> is is that the what? quote is a quarter mile at a time i think i think so unless oh That's... now i'm second guessing myself no don't say, i'm just i feel like he'd say a mile right quarter is such a weird if he's going fast He's hitting quarter miles like what every 10 seconds? The, the, but that's like what I think that's what like when you do a drag race, like the, a 10 second car is can you drive to uh, can you oh, get up to speed I and see. complete a quarter mile in 10 seconds or less? Oh. I think that's the distance. Okay. I've never seen the I'm Fast just, and the Furious franchise, so. Well, Me I've neither. seen too much of it. And um, <laughs> controversially, I do think Hobbs and Shaw is the best one, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Ren Tits. Wait, really? I've heard that it was the worst from like everyone. Everybody. Uh, yeah, people th- say that and they're wrong. Because <laughs> aren't they like basically, doesn't the rock like throw a helicopter? Aren't they like crazy, like uh, strong awesome. in that one? Or Yeah, no, that's that's why you go to s- <laughs> see that movie. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And I don't like Vin Diesel or his character Dominic Toretto. And he is absent from Hobbs and Shaw. So. Interesting. Mm. Right, because he does not get along with the rock. Right. <laughs> okay. This is very good to know. Caitlin, you were saying how much you like like bird behavior and sort of interested by their sort of like that kind of stuff. So when it comes yeah. to building nests, these guys do a little bit of fun stuff. So what they do is the male and the female will work together and they'll use their bill to peel off little bits of bark from trees. And then they'll mm-hmm. grab spider and cobwebs and use those as thread to tie it all together. So Ooh, they'll make cool. a little nest out of like bark and tie it together with uh, all this little spiderweb stuff they found. Hmm. And make okay. a little cup. Recycling, repurposing. You love to see it. <laughs> they were the original buy nothing, some would say. So, <laughs> um, And the male and the female both work together to incubate eggs. They take shifts. The female will take care of the eggs at night, and the males will help out in the morning and then just before dark. Okay. I mean, it sounds like they should put in some more hours, but I feel <laughs> like that there appears to be some equity in sure, you know, well, the, you- the child rearing. Look, they put in a lot of work dancing and shaking their little feathers to get laid. So I think it's okay if they take some time off once the yeah. baby's out. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to advocate for men on this podcast. I think <laughs> not enough people do that. Thank yeah, this you. is a, this is um, men's rights corner of the show. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. Uh, <laughs> So we talked before about how birds don't just dance to get laid. They also dance to get other problem males out of their territory. So mm-hmm. what the adults do, um, these guys also fight off like other predators. So both the male and the female, if any other bird like gets like near them, they'll fly mm-hmm. off toward them and start singing and then hold their tails straight up to scare them off. So it's like, oh, okay. um, don't mess with me, man. Don't mess with me, which is very fun. And they're doing this to birds much larger than them mm-hmm. if they're predators? Okay, wow. Yep. Yeah. And it works? And uh, it sounds like it does. I imagine sometimes it doesn't, but for the most part, I think birds kind of get jumpy. Um, mm-hmm. So they also, 
The website I use uses fun wording sometimes. So it says that they scold nest predators, such as scrub jays and snakes. Those are predators that specifically don't eat the big birds, but like to eat the eggs. Oh, okay. But they say scold, and I like to think that it's like, rather than scaring them off, it's like a swipe or no swiping situation where they're like, no, no, no. I mm-hmm. caught you. You can't take the egg now. You got to come back. I'm wagging my finger at you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, Jess, like what do you think about the rent it? I don't like their eyes. <laughs> they do have spooky eyes. There's They're uh, very intense. Very yeah. something not right about it. Not well. It's almost human. Not a lot of birds have like a white eye like this. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like a colored pupil, but it's a uh, it's a human enough adjacent to be uncanny valley in my opinion. This one where it's bit, looking yeah. straight into the soul on this website. Yeah. There's one where it's front facing. Some of these look like it has a job. Ugh, totally. It's a very human. There's a third one where its eyes like pinkish. Ugh. Freaky. Yeah, not for us. But other than that, cool find. <laughs> we also saw a bunch of yellow rumped warblers. And when I say a bunch, we mostly saw yellow rumped warblers. They were all over the place. I would mm-hmm. constantly be like, "All right, guys, we have found a new bird." And then I would pull out my camera and I was like, "It is another yellow rumped warbler. We can't <laughs> stop finding them." Uh, so did you guys get a decent look at them and what'd you think? They, uh, controversially, I'm going to say that I think they're like kind of (laughs) mid. It's really funny that you say they're mid because, uh, one of the articles I was looking at says it literally has the description, by the way, I sent another chat with the link to the yellow rumped warbler. Their description of the yellow rumped warbler starts with the yellow rumped warbler is a regular North American bird species. Implying that it's just like a normal little bird, which I think is fun. Yeah, just a normal. Well, now that I'm looking at pictures of them, they they f- seem really more interesting than I remember. Maybe it's just because I didn't get a good look at them, like a close sure. up. Because these were all like, you know, many, many feet away. Yeah, and they were very flighty. We couldn't really get a good look. And then also there's quite a few variations. So the photos on this website, are some of them are going to be quite a bit different. So what's fun about yellow-rumped warblers is um, they have four subspecies. So they have the myrtle, the Audubons, which will be renamed, the Mexican, and then the Guatemalan Goldmans, which will also be renamed. But there's been debate for a couple decades as to whether or not these should be different species as opposed to just subspecies um, within oh. the yellow-rumped warbler. So they yeah. were only merged in the 1970s. In the late 1970s, the American Ornithological Association made them all one species. But there have been debates, and actually there was a vote in 2017 that failed um, to make the Myrtle, Audubon, and Goldman's all a separate species from this one. So there's debate as to Hmm. whether they um, are the same species or not, which behaviorally they are pretty similar. But if you look at them just on the website, they are all very different in terms of appearance. Very true. Now, when you say there was a vote, who exactly was voting so it was uh well supposed to be us so we all failed that's uh it came up on the california Mm. ballot uh no so it was the the american (laughs) ornithological society um so they are the ones that um sort of vote on this stuff they're the ones that decided hey we're gonna stop calling birds named after people those names and give them new ones um because Mm -hmm. they're probably racist um so that's sort of who's deciding this sort of stuff okay and so it's like a bunch basically a bunch of nerds who went to school get together and vote on what the right thing to call things is Okay. That's basically Bird what it is. Gatekeepers. That's that's what we're trying to get rid of with this podcast. Um, yeah. So the goal of this podcast is to sometimes talk about Pokemon and then mostly talk about birds. That's the. Uh... <laughs> 
So what's cool about the yellow rump warbler, there's another bird species called the great blue heron, which have you seen one of those before, Caitlin? If I have, I don't know <laughs> that, that that's what it was, so I'm not sure. sure. <laughs> I'll send you real quick. So the great blue heron is the symbol of the LA River. So it's kind of an LA uh, institution, but they're all over the country. They're all over the um, United States, and they're not really that much affected by human activity. So they're not one of the birds that are like under like super big decline right now or anything. And part of the reason that great blue herons are so hardy is not only they're apex predators, so nothing kills them, um, but it's because they have an incredibly varied diet. So they'll eat vegetable matter, they'll eat rats, they'll eat fish, they'll eat all sorts of stuff. So because of that, they can survive in all these different biomes and climates and whatnot. And hmm. the yellow round warbler is exactly the same. So the yellow round warbler is found from Florida to Newfoundland, from Alaska to Baja, California. They're all over North America. And it's because they have an incredibly varied diet. So in the springtime, they'll eat a bunch of insects. In the winter, they might eat more berries. They'll vary. And what's cool about them is they have a specific genetic mutation that allows them to digest wax from bayberries and wax myrtles. So um, because of that, other birds can't eat that stuff, and so they don't get to, you know, get the nourishment from those. But because yellow rump warblers can eat that, it allows them to live farther north than other warblers because that's where the, like, in the northern part of where these trees are more common. So they can live as far north as Newfoundland because they're sustained by these berries that other warblers can't eat, hmm. which is pretty dang okay. interesting. And as much as I was laughing at, like, tits and rumps, um, warbler is also a funny word it's not horny to my knowledge sure. not horny yet we'll see where it goes yet, yeah yeah well wait till the by the end of this episode we're gonna find a way yeah. <laughs> well if you've seen glee there's an acapella team in glee called the warblers oh that's maybe where i've heard this okay and it's darren chris so it is a little horny oh well there you go darren chris you've shown me darren chris before right yeah okay I don't know. What do you mean? Oh, I showed you his his cover of um, Teenage Dream, and you didn't like it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Wow. That's on me. That's <laughs> look. You you can't always win, and that's like, on. Like, um, what's the word? I'm so bad at talking today. <laughs> um, good thing I have a podcast. Um, yeah, it's like one of those songs that people like constantly are like better than the original. Like ah. This cover is better than the original, so it's just interesting that you didn't like. Wait, it. which song was it? Uh, Teenage Dream. Teenage Dream by okay. Katy Perry. Originally by oh. Rick Russo, voter Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah, she voted for Rick Russo. What? She uh, advocated for him on the internet. Oh, I know, I do remember this. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, you can take the weird church out of the girl, but uh... oh wait, no, opposite. Yeah. yeah, no, we get the we get the idea. Do you, uh, do you think she's married to God? Also, she's married to Orlando Bloom, baby. Same thing. She was married to Russell Brand, who I'm sure has called himself God at some point. So uh, that would not. Anyway, back to the birds. So we talk about gender disparity in birds. So there is, unfortunately, one um, section where the males, again, do benefit. So males tend to forage higher in trees than women. I don't know if I said okay. women, but uh, females. Uh, females. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Males tend to forage higher in trees than females. So it looks mm-hmm. like there's also a glass ceiling in the bird world. Whoa. Is it, why is, what accounts for that? They did not give me specifics on the article I was looking at. So I'm not <laughs> sure why, but for some okay. reason the males go up higher. So it could be, you know, it could be sexism. It could be anything. 
maybe they're just but. more they're more daredevils they're more reckless and they're like oh sure you know yeah i'll go, the I'll go higher because they're smarter yeah because they're yeah. they're you know they're playing it safe they care about yeah. their safety sure i think that's i think that's the right call caitlin yeah and even though uh, they can fly and if they fall they would probably just <laughs> fly <laughs> sure but let's say it's right. that yeah <laughs> yeah no that sounds right um, so these guys migrate throughout the year and, uh, they do this thing where, so before they migrate, they'll intentionally accrue like extra weight and fat in their body. And that way they can power themselves through the migration, like nutrition and like energy wise, which is pretty Same. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause every year you migrate back to the East coast by foot, right? That's a, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I just pack on a lot of, I just eat a lot of, you know, what do they eat? Berries? They eat berries, yeah. Berries and bugs. Yeah. The two food I mean, groups. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. So their migra- their migration is typically nocturnal, so they'll mostly travel at night and stuff. And then during the daytime, they will utilize something called skylight polarization. So when we first showed up, we also saw those western bluebirds. Uh, did you get a decent look at those? <sighs> Let's say yeah, I did. <laughs> Definitely, I remember, so remember those. I showed, I showed, I'll, I'll send you one. I showed it oh, to like you in on the, the parking uh, lot, right? Yes, in the parking lot, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were in the parking lot talking loudly on their phone with uh, Chase Bank customer service, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I liked these ones, too. They have a very pretty blue color. Yeah, which I think you guys over in the Pennsylvania area, you guys would get bluebird males. Or, uh, bluebird males. Sorry, I was reading something. You guys would get eastern bluebirds, which are very similar to these. Um, they have similar color patterns. So Western okay. bluebirds are fun. Uh, so they have a problem. That they get cucked a lot. Nice. So scientists have done genetic studies on Western bluebirds, and it turns out 45% of bluebird nests had young that were not fathered by the defending male. <laughs> Some backdoor stuff going on. That's love, almost we'll half. That's wild. That's a lot. I... Uh, the one of the few horny bird facts that I retained from this docu series sure. I watched because I also watched it like twelve years ago maybe, yeah. um, was that a lot of so like during mating season, yeah, the birds they're having sex they're getting freaky, sure. and um, some species of birds have like the males have almost like a scoop shaped penis where because after one (laughs) bird has raw dogged uh the female bird and like left its sperm inside the next male bird that goes and tries to mate with her its scoop penis will scoop out the previous bird's semen so that he has the advantage so he and then he's gonna raw dog her and finish <laughs> inside her so that it, but like who's to say that his sperm won't get scooped out by the next bird but it's like they've evolved in such a way sure. that their penises are scooping out other birds come <laughs> yeah for the listeners before we started Kaylin's like so what's the deal with cursing can i like curse on here and then now they've said uh scooping out their sperm with their penis and raw dogging her so that's uh, <laughs> i'm glad we've crossed that bridge thank you so much for giving me the space to yeah. <laughs> express myself <laughs> 
That is fascinating, though. I didn't know because not all birds have like most birds don't have penises. Most birds have cloacas, which um, we've discussed <gasps> in the podcast before. The hole that does it all. So pee, poop, yeah. semen, they all come out of the mm-hmm. same hole. Um, so that's interesting because most of the penises that we see are like on like ducks and swans and shit. But <gasps> yeah, I don't remember which species it was, but um, sure. yeah, I believe the, it was the, the spoon this... dick, the uh, western the, spoon, the spoon dick. <laughs> The spotted spoon dick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's an upsetting image. Uh, so we talked before about how like birds will fight each other off like dance style. Like it's like a step up to the streets or whatever the heck. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But bluebirds Stomp actually... Stomp the yard, do- et cetera. <laughs> Stomp the yard. Sure. <laughs> we almost had a little uh, owe you a Coke moment there. Um, but Western bluebirds don't really do that. They get pretty fucking wild. So they, when they're fighting in midair, will like get to the point where they can grab each other's legs and like wrestle to the ground and then they'll just start pecking the shit out of each other. Whoa. So it's like cage match stuff. Like one of them will literally pin their, like the other one and like stand over it and then just like peck, 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 peck with the bill. To, uh, and so why it. are they fighting? Are they, is it like a territorial thing? Is it like fighting over food? It's all territory. Yeah, no, it's okay. all territory. And I imagine that sometimes it's, hey, this kid is not mine. What did you do? <laughs> I would guess. Because they've just gotten cucked and they're like, yeah. wait a minute. That one that- was a joke. I'm sure they can't tell. Most <laughs> birds can't tell what uh, we talked about before. Nest predators. Birds can't really tell when other babies are laid in their nest. But uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a fun moment in, in my mind. <laughs> wait, they peck them to death? I think most of the time instead of death, they peck them until they give up. Um, but I imagine... I imagine it's not a fun experience regardless. That sucks. Mm -mm. Also, these guys only need 15 calories a day. What? Which Me too. Yeah, but again, like, it feels weird because if if I eat a cashew, like a handful of those is like 150 calories, and I feel like birds eat that many seeds a day. I'm always surprised at how little they need. Yeah. Damn. I'd save so much on groceries. (laughs) If I only (laughs) needed 15 calories a day. That really, Caitlin, I wish we had the technology to turn you into a bird because 15 calories a day, you got a harem of men after you. I feel like this would be mm. such a... I I was born the wrong species. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I identify okay. as a bird from now on. No. Um, but I've also just been uh, wasting my life away playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And then in, oh, wow. in those games, there's like some of the characters are like bird people and i'm like all oh, oh, right <laughs> i should do that <laughs> anyway <laughs> back to the well no we're talking about the birds so we can't say back to the birds mm-hmm. but i'm sorry that you can't be them no, it's um, okay. anyway so what's fun about these guys is we talked about woodpeckers before and we've talked about this a lot in the podcast before that woodpeckers are the real estate developers of the bird world so hmm. they will dig out their holes they will live in their holes and then when they leave those holes other birds will live in them so are they because charging of, rent or? <laughs> uh, I I want to respond in a joke. I we had the same exchange on Jamie's episode, and I don't want to do it again. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to do the exact same joke. Wow, wow. I mean, she and I really think alike. It's a good thing we're <laughs> I had co-hosts a, I had a of whole a podcast. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, my joke is that the rent controls. I'm just gonna say that again. The rent controls. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> 
<laughs> so a lot of Western bluebirds will take over um, woodpecker holes. And because of that, because they like specifically select areas that have woodpecker holes, a lot of times they'll nest in dead forests because there's a lot of dead trees in there that have just these empty holes and they don't have to worry about fighting over it. Mm. So like anything that was like recently burned out or stuff like that, they'll like go in there, they'll fly to get their food, then they'll come back there knowing no one will bother them. Okay, they do a little commute and then okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they live in Fresno. They work in San Jose. That's the uh... <laughs> yeah. What is that a commute you've heard of? I think a lot of people have been commuting from Fresno to like the Bay and stuff. Probably because it costs eight bajillion dollars to live in the Bay. Could not pay me to do that. Yeah. That is so far. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine living in Fresno is bad enough, but living in Fresno and driving three hours every day? I can't imagine anything worse than that. Mm-mm. But I think even Stockton people have been commuting from, too, which just as bad, in my opinion. Stock- well, Stockton's closer. And it does have the... Well, I just meant, like, in terms of I wouldn't want to live there. Not sound no. fun. We're, sorry for all this, this NorCal inside baseball. I know <laughs> you I, wouldn't you're not get it. Caitlin. It's okay. Well, I guess Fresno's technically SoCal, right? Uh, well, I don't Fresno? Know. Yeah, I don't know. I central. don't know where Fresno is on a map. I think it's central. It probably is central. I think you're right. I also don't think the bay is northern, but that's just me. Wow. Jessica. <laughs> Shots fired. You are upsetting a lot of people with flags on their trucks. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Were there any other birds that stood out to you, Caitlin, you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, no, not specific ones. Sure. I just had a great experience overall. Oh, yeah, we had some fun stuff. So of those birds that we saw, did you have a favorite? I'm going to go with, uh, I, again, I just like a big bird. So I'm going to choose <laughs> the hawk. I like the oh, fact yeah. that it's, it's, a, it's a, 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 big, a big mean boy. <laughs> a big, <laughs> big mean bird boy. And they, not that I'm like, I don't know. I guess I have... Uh, mixed feelings because I kind of I like the idea of like a big you know a pre- apex predator type of animal um, sure. but I'm also just like but they're just you love sort of the bullies of the I love a winner <laughs> and my competitive spirit compels me to just love winning uh, and sure. <laughs> but but there's they're you know like the bullies of the animal kingdom and yeah. what about those little, you know, vegetarian guys or, you know, the little, what about the little guys? So I don't know. Maybe I'm, I need to rethink my whole stance <laughs> on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to decapitalize your mind, Caitlin. I do. I, oh gosh. The, the, the power <laughs> dynamics in the bird, bird community, I feel like there, there's not a lot of balance there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I have to, and why am I, pro, and I'm pro, I've been programmed to favor, you know, <laughs> the big, the big bad boys and, sure. and maybe that, and that's yeah. just, you know, some unlearning that I have to do. Yeah. I personally think Caitlin, that you deserve a harem of big bad boys if you want them. So it's, uh... <laughs> you're absolutely right. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> and I'm going to get to work on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jess, did you have a favorite bird we saw today? Um, I always like seeing the woodpeckers, especially yeah. when they peck wood. We really saw them going at it That's today. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I love when they do what their name is. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We saw a bush sit in a bush. It was great. Uh, so a lot of name stuff today. The warblers were warbling, maybe? Yeah. 
Sure. What does it mean to warble? I think is it literally like is a, like just like a song because like, a, like I think they have like a wetter noise. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Caitlin, that's an amazing impression. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I didn't realize that we had. Um, I can't think of an impressionist. Chloe Feynman. I didn't realize we had Chloe Feynman on the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And that was my impression of Chloe <laughs> Feynman, and I don't know who that is. So, uh, she's on SNL. I think my favorite was seeing that wet. Well, obviously seeing the um, Ren tit because that was the first time I had seen that. So that was very exciting because Ren tits are pretty hard to see regardless. Like I've heard them before, but they don't, they love to hide in their little bush. And whenever Dewey brings out his camera, they're like, I'm going to stay in the bush. I'm not leaving the bush. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like America in 2004. We're not abandoning the bush. Um, So I have decided that I think the Ren tit is my favorite. Though I really like seeing those western bluebirds specifically because the contrast of the cloudy sky and the red berries with that beautiful blue and orange bird was so nice to look at. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, Caitlin, we have a question for you. Yes, I'm ready. Would you go birding again? I would go birding again, especially if it was like as short as the trip that we went on. <laughs> I think that sure. I would probably get a little restless if it was much longer than yeah. that. But, you know, it was what well, we were out for like a, a nice little hour jaunt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that felt very nice. So I would go birding again. You did message me this morning and you were like, how long are we doing it again? Like, do we need to bring a lunch? And I was like, I hope they don't think I'm bringing them out for like four hours or something. (laughs) I was, I knew, (laughs) I failed to remember how long of a commitment this would be. I was, but my question was like, if it was going to take four hours, fine. Uh, But I was merely asking (laughs) to see if I needed to bring food because I'm a very hungry caterpillar. Yeah. Caterpillar. (laughs) You know, oh ever God. think about that? We talked about oh. Kathleen and uh, and Catherine. We forgot about Caterpillar, the fourth name that could be Kate. Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm a very hungry person. We were making jokes about how I'm a hobbit. And it's true. I eat yeah. many meals a day. <laughs> and I just wanted to come prepared um sure. with a meal if i needed to but we I it was just it to. was just funny to me because every guest i've had on has fun but i still view this podcast as a burden for people so i just love the idea of like a if burden I get nerv- a bird oh my in? god that wow. should have been the name of the podcast a bird <laughs> that yeah. would have been a good name yeah <laughs> i was just like if i feel stressed out having somebody on an hour-long burning trip i would could not handle keeping them out for like three hours that would be the worst day of my life um so, uh, that's that's fair but no an hour yeah. or you know even even up to 90 minutes i would have i would have been fine okay so good to know the yeah. length movies should be well hell yeah well that brings exactly. us to our next segment we have a little activity so caitlin you are the host of the Bechtel cast, a podcast where you and your co-host, Jamie Loftus, um, analyze our favorite films through an intersectional feminist lens using the Bechtel cast or Bechtel test, sometimes referred to as the Bechtel Wallace test as a jumping off point for discussion. The Bechtel test, of course, being created by a joke by queer cartoonist Al- um, Alison Bechtel in a comic strip that I can't say the name of. Um, and so <laughs> within the spirit of that, we're going to mm-hmm. play a little game called Ally or Mallard where I'm going to show you guys some birds and you're going to decide if they're an ally or a mallard. And when I say a mallard, I don't mean a male duck. I just mean like not an ally. And it kind of sounds like mallards. So I thought it'd be a fun thing. I like it. And mal yeah. in, in um, certain, I think, Latin based languages means bad. Sure. So. Wow. 
That yeah, is true. like in Spanish, uh, mal is like bad or wrong. Sure. I think in French too. In Portuguese, mau mau is what my mm-hmm. Portuguese brother-in-law's parents yell at their kids when they're doing something bad is mau mau. Okay. So, All right. There you go. We made the connection. And there's no right answer on this. It's just the winner of society. You guys just decide if this is an ally or a mallard. And I, as the man, will just listen. That's the uh, point of the segment. So <laughs> here is our okay. first bird. This is Chatham's albatross. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. Jason Chatham. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Ew. Um, oh, this is the freaky one that looks like a, a render. So believe it or not, Jess, this is a different albatross. No, it's not. There are multiple <laughs> albatrosses that look like this. Why do they look like that? I don't know. But so for the listeners, they look like, imagine like a really masculine seagull with scary video game eyes. It's a, it's got like the a, whole thing looks video gamey. It's yeah. too smooth. It's got like a Chad drawing, like um, deep eyebrow, which I imagine it uses for contrast, looking at like the, the reflection of the water on the, uh, or the mm. reflection of the um, sun on the water. But yeah, these guys are fucked up looking. You know that Muppet? The I think it's, he's, <laughs> e- he's an eagle. Yes, Sam the Eagle. Yes, yes, it looks a bit like that. Yeah, it does look like Sam the Eagle. I like genuinely don't think this is a real bird. I think this is. <laughs> I think this is like a conspiracy theory. This is not normal. Oh, and I should say, Kaylin, we're not expecting you to know like behavior facts or anything. It's based purely on vibes. Whether you think they're an ally or not. Okay, okay. I was gonna ask, what criteria should I be using? Sure. And okay, I'm gonna say I'm not getting really good vibes from this particular <laughs> bird, and it could sure. just be because it's it looks angry. Yeah. It has like a yeah. furrowed brow, and so yeah. I feel like this bird is like an angry men's rights activist and so and and so it's yeah. not an ally and it's a mallard if this guy was dating your cousin you'd be nervous i think yes but i also don't want to judge people or birds well, that's the name of the game based on how they look necessarily but if i am just going <laughs> off of vibes i feel this bird right now the picture i'm looking at is giving me like kind of an evil side eye <laughs> And I don't appreciate it. So I'm going to say yeah. Mallard for this I've one. I've sent you guys a link to a photo of two of them that appear to be in love and they look just as angry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're furious. They're, they're resting heads upon one another and they look so mad. Yeah. Jess, what's your verdict? He has a terrible look about him. <laughs> he doesn't look real. He's gaslighting me. This is, this is a Mallard. Wow. I'm glad we, so agree. we got. We got I'm two hard mallards to start I'm off. We'll see so how they, uh... angry about how they look. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you look like the bird now. That's how angry you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. Here's, here's our next one. This is a bird that I've said before. I think if I ever see this in, a wi- in the wild, it will be a portent of my own death. Uh, this is our friend, the shoebill stork. Whoa. Okay. So... <sighs> This might contradict everything I just said about <laughs> the albatross, but I like this bird. Sure. He seems, and I don't know why I'm gendering. Oh, no, no. It. We have decided before that every bird in this podcast is the little guy until proven otherwise. They're all little guys. Yeah. Even yeah. if they're female, there's little guys. There's just a little guy. Okay, so this big guy, um, I... The shape of his beak, the shape of his head, 
um it kind of almost looks if like a cat was a bird and that's okay. interesting because i because to me owls and one of the reasons i like owls so much is that they are sky cats with wings <laughs> not to be confused with sky cats without wings uh. <laughs> i guess i could just say sky cats are you know are, owls are sky cats cats are land owls you know take your pick but to me i'm this this bird is giving off some cat vibes he just seems like kind of in a lot of these pictures there's like an aloofness or just like sure. i don't know and, and he's a, he's another big boy so and i'm yeah <laughs> I love I love the big boys. So to me this this is an ally. This bird sure. is an ally. That's to bring it back to answer. Muppets again, he really is giving me like grumpy Muppet vibes in like a good yeah. way. Like he's like a like right. a nice grumpy Muppet. That's the thing, because like I'm I don't have the sunniest disposition. <laughs> so I feel grumpy a lot of times, but I'm also like, you know, so I identify with other grumps, but grumps who are good this is a good natured grump yeah and that's why i like it what are you about to say jess i was gonna say i get kind of like a bernie vibe sure Mm. like there's a gruffness but he he wants what's right yeah 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 he wants fairness and some of these he's got a little smile he's doing a little dance uh, looks like it might be a man in a in a bird suit. The fifth, the sixth picture on this literally does look like a man in a bird suit. Yeah, the Reddit one. Yeah, it's yeah, very exactly. Upsetting. That's what I have. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because it's he's like standing completely upright, with his like yeah. hands yeah. by his sides. There's this exactly. internet phenomenon called opium birds, where it's like very creepy looking giant bird people that people like say would look like an opium hallucination and uh it, that kind of looks like that like they're real birds no they're all they're completely made up i'll show you uh okay. i don't know what it comes from but uh it's fucked up and i don't like looking at it um so i'm sending it to you guys <laughs> thank you the stork standing up could be the Mothman. oh yeah <gasps> Part of our podcast is trying to figure out what the Mothman is. Oh, have you? We've, we've labeled him as an owl, as a Chuck Will's widow, which is a species of a nocturnal bird. This isn't a real bird? This is not a real bird. but it's, Okay, thank God. It is something. It's upsetting to look at. Yeah. But it's also weirdly nostalgic for me in a way I can't place. Huh? This is the type of thing that would visit you in, yeah, like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big time. This is like a, you're camping in the woods and it's, this is your sleep paralysis demon for the night. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, wow. so we both landed on actually an ally for the Shoebill Stork. So congratulations, yes. Shoebill Stork. Uh, here is our next bird. I can see this one going either way. This is the Greater Lopforina. Don't know how to pronounce that, and I fucked it up, and I'm sorry. This is the one that famously does a whole dance for his his girl, though. Yeah. So I have to say ally. Sure. Yeah. Well, but he, here's the it, the third picture looks like a disinterested woman at a bar while a man's explaining like his like podcast or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, here's how crypto works. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, there's also a photo of somebody who's done some sort of like uh, humanoid anime drawing of one, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, I see it. Um, Yeah, you're right about like. 
it's it's the type of yeah it's the in in the human world so like the like human analogy yeah it would be like a guy who's going out of his way to bother uh, a woman who's not at all interested and he like yeah. won't take no for an answer and yeah, like, I didn't think of that right so and for that I th- I feel like not this is not an ally this is sure. an annoying bird who is putting in too much effort and showboating and all this stuff and um he's not able to read read the room <laughs> oh sorry i thought you were ending the thought there <laughs> but um, <laughs> i did pause for too long yeah. <laughs> he can't read period yeah. and he yeah. can't and he certainly can't read the room so this is a mallard for yeah. me actually. i will say jess i i don't want to take away from the original point though that it is nice to think somebody puts that much effort into making sure their mate is happy so i can see yeah yeah i mean i don't know it's I, it's hard to say because that's a really good point but then i think in in terms of birds this is them like being like bringing you flowers and like doing the whole thing like making grand gestures but i don't know it's hard to I see both both sides. It really it all depends on the context. Yeah. How interested? Yeah, this is sort of a. I know you guys have renamed it. I can't remember. This is sort of a Buscemi test sort of bird. I feel like. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We haven't figured out a new name for it. And. Um, Kaylin, would you like to explain the Buscemi test? I would. I'm sorry. I haven't. To. I haven't heard that. So um, the concept is in a movie. If because so many like romances in movies are like actually predicated on a man like stalking a woman or Mm -hmm. just like generally being very creepy but that being framed as romantic and awesome because the man is usually very handsome so the idea is Mm -hmm. like oh wow like there's this handsome man who's following me relentlessly and asking me out a great example is like when in the movie the notebook when ryan gosling like is hanging from a ferris wheel like threatening to kill himself if she won't go on a date with him but we're like ah isn't that so cute and charming because it's ryan gosling now swap out ryan gosling for steve buscemi and does it suddenly become creepy and if the answer is yes then it's actually creepy across the board no matter how handsome the guy is doing it Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of premise of the Buscemi test so yes if this bird although this bird the way he like manipulates his shape or like whatever he's doing (laughs) with his like wings to make him look like a weird like kind of loaf of bread shape (laughs) I respect it he's a shapeshifter he looks like um like a little creature from chalk from chalk zone oh if you ever saw that Mm -mm. Mm, okay it's a, a series where so, a, a boy has magical chalk and he uh, travels to the chalk zone. Rudy's got the chalk. The chalk, you know. chalk, chalk zone. It's okay. from like the early 2000s, yeah. <laughs> late 90s or something. Yeah, this is also got a chalk it. zone podcast. So uh, sorry <laughs> I to warn you. Yeah, I should have come prepared. <laughs> looks like we have a mallard and an ally is where we've landed. I'll stick yeah, I would ally. say it, it's all. it all depends on the context and like how did the the recipient of this sure. of the dance how yeah. is she receiving it and it de- it mm-hmm. depends entirely on that i would say yeah. interesting agreed here is our fourth of five 
This one you may be familiar with, but maybe not in this specific form. This is the Greater Roadrunner. Mm. And the bird world greater or lesser typically just means size. So okay. it's not greater than others. It's just bigger. Wow. Supremacy language. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I This one's a little think... tougher, I think. I don't like his vibe. <laughs> yeah. He's got an interesting but tuft that's... of feathers yeah. on the top of his head that sure. I feel like... <sighs> like Very similar you know... to my hair when I finally get a haircut. That's true. Okay. Sure, but I feel like this this one's like using product. Though you you know like what's the guy from Sugar Ray who like spike yeah he has spiky hair. I feel like the that's like this is like Mark McGrath is that his name of birds and he's just like sure. putting way too much effort into like spiking his his head feathers and yeah. and I don't like that. <laughs> so based on that alone, I'm gonna say that this is a mallard. My opinion doesn't matter as the male. I don't get to weigh in. But I do feel like this guy does give the vibes of, like, a guy who doesn't realize that you don't want to talk to him at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, high energy, like, talking so much that you don't get to talk. Just, like, I don't know. Yeah. And a number of these photos are pictured with a small <laughs> lizard in the bird's mouth. He does mouth. have prey. He's a, a lot in a lot of these. So I'm, I don't know. I now it makes now I feel bad for the lizard. So sure. well, yeah, they could I'm be not, friends. We don't we don't know the story there. I mean, it's maybe like, this. It's like that this photo is, where like yeah, they show you like oh they're holding a gun to his head, but now they're holding water. Oh, it's, you know, context matters. That's all I'll mm-hmm. say. It it always does. Even so, I get bad vibes from this. Sure. Bird. All right, so we got we got one mallard. Jess, what do you say? I just don't have a good good enough reason. I agree with everything that has been said, but mostly just the bad vibes are making me go mallard. Okay. We got um, a mallard and a soft mallard, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think our... if this was like, if it was a girl roadrunner, maybe that, that'll help reframe it. But no, I, I'm just getting a lot of like homeowners association vibes. <laughs> I feel like if it was so, a yeah, girl roadrunner, okay. I feel like if it was a girl roadrunner, Kate McKinnon would play a great one. Uh, oh, sure. True. Here's our final yeah. bird. This is the cassowary. <laughs> Beautiful. That's Whoa. a pretty girl. And for the listeners, okay. all this stuff is posted on our Instagram. If you're freaking out in the car that you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, so you'll, you'll see these guys, but cassowaries, this they're is... like an emu, but um, they're black mm-hmm. instead of gray on the body. They got like a really bright blue neck with the sort of like red turkey waddle and a mm-hmm. big old crest on their head. Yeah. This is these like are... the closest proof that dinosaurs and, that and is exactly birds are related. What I was going to say. Yeah. Because the, the thing on the head mm-hmm. is very dinosaur oriented and... I like the shape of them. I love like a, because this looks like a flightless bird, if I had to guess. Yes. I like a flightless bird. Sure. And I like, because they've got usually like kind of big round bodies and then these (laughs) like dinosaur legs also. 
yeah. lest we forget. And then, well, and their feathers are more like hair. That's true. They look like big old coconuts. Yeah, yeah. this looks like the if if you just like if I couldn't see this thing's head or legs, and you just did like a close up shot on it's like the it's black body i would yeah. think that is this is like a black bear yeah there's also a so, fun photo of one at the beach which is very this, cute oh it's like I walking think, the beach there's people swimming. oh yeah this bird has a little bit of everything it's unifying <laughs> it's bringing us all together the reptiles the mammals the birds the dinosaurs mm-hmm. yeah and for it's that, a, it's, it's an a, ally. It's an ally. It's a diplomat, and yeah. it's gonna like. It's really good at conflict resolution. I think. Sure. Mm-hmm. This feels like a bird that could walk you to your car at night. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few shots of it's like it's close-ups of its face, like kind of head-on, and they just seem like they seem pretty approachable. I would say. Sure. There's one picture of the bird in a in like a a workshop oh like yeah with a, a saw hmm. what like it it's can, like working do anything it's in like a garage that's it looks like it's um has like a bench saw and stuff weird but it's not working it's not sawing anything it's just kind of okay that's the... what i thought was happening oh okay that's that'd be interesting though i think i he see could. it now yeah yeah, so uh, vibes, vibes wise, this is going to be an ally for me. Sure, I've sent you one more link. Uh, so these guys, we talked about dinosaurs before, and Jess, you're saying how these look like the closest di- thing to dinosaur. They got some v- Velociraptor ass claws. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They got a super long. It looks like it's like 15 centimeters, which I don't know what that means in American, but uh, pretty long. <laughs> That feels like it would be about six or seven inches, I think. Yeah, there's for some reason a photoshopped image of one chasing a zebra, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Whoa. Why do you think it's These feet also, they're well, very, like, scaly, like a reptile. Yeah, he's got scaly feet. I think it's photoshopped just because the zebras live in Africa and uh, cassowaries oh. are from, like, I think either New Guinea or New Zealand. They're somewhere oh. on the islands. Okay. But, yeah, hell yeah, sure. okay. So we got two more allies. Well, that wraps up Ally or Mallard, and in my opinion, another successful edition of Ally or Mallard. So that brings us to our final segment, which is plugs. So, Caitlin, do you have anything to plug? Sure. Um, you can listen to my podcast, The Bechtel Cast, wherever you find podcasts. I co-host it with yep. Jamie Loftus. You can follow me on instagram i guess is pretty much the only sure. platform i'm using <laughs> yeah. uh at caitlin durante um i teach screenwriting classes you can check out my website caitlindurante.com for more information about that. and you wouldn't happen to oh. have any sort of degree right um well i'm so glad that you mentioned it because i never <laughs> mention this but i do have a master's degree in screenwriting so it makes me a really really good screenwriting teacher um yes so very interesting and oh also the bechtel cast is going on tour um so catch us in 
I mean, we were just talking about the Bay Area. We're going to be in San Francisco, Sacramento, as well as uh, San Diego. And then we're also going and doing shows in Dallas and Austin. So check those out. Good to know. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesse, got anything to plug? No. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to plug uh, normal stuff, so I'm going to plug Sela again. So, hey, you got a free Saturday or Tuesday or really any day of the week. Um, volunteer with Sela, our Neighborhood Homelessness Coalition. Check out our website for all the volunteer dates and times and places for all the fun stuff. You've heard the spiel from me on every episode of this podcast. I'm also going to plug this podcast. So, if you love this podcast, share us with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify. On iTunes, what am I, a thousand years old? Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify. Uh, leave us a review there it's very helpful because again we're starting to show up when you search birding on those platforms so the more you like us and follow us we'll uh, start showing up even more and again once we hit 200 spotify episodes or spotify followers i will do my topless episodes so keep following us on spotify so we can get those numbers up 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 and um that's about oh then i have my other podcast small town dnd where we do dnd but it's about small town problems like elections and regulations and whatnot i play albert penis a little um halfling man who's an inventor so check that out it's a lot of fun with past guests alex wilson and chelsea lee and i think that's all i wanted to plug so caitlin thank you again so much for giving us so much of your day we appreciate you coming on thank you for having me and i'm gonna leave everybody with a 